Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here with Chad Barr, who is the president of the Chad Barr Group. Chad was born and raised in Israel, but he came to the U.S. to capture the American dream, which started uh, with his own company, CB Software Systems, and he now has the Chad Barr Group as well. His companies have attracted organizations across the globe, including clients in countries like Italy, Germany, U.K., Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and, of course, the United States. He's an Internet and business strategist. He's also a mentor. He successfully guides and helps his clients leverage the web to transform their businesses by combining all kinds of technologies uh, and innovative platforms with effective strategy and tactics. Uh, Chad has published uh, over 100 articles. He's the co-author of a recently published book with um, million-dollar consultant Alan Weiss, and the book is called Million Dollar Web Presence. And his firm is recognized as one of the leading Internet development organizations in the world. So welcome, Chad. Great to be here, Linda. Great. So, Chad, one of the things you talk about a lot is content. And why is content so critical to strengthening thought leadership for those of us, whether we have our own business or, or even for larger businesses? It's a great question, a great place to start. You know, I've been paying attention for quite some time to what are some of the best of the best are doing out there. And what I've come to realize, if you take a look at some of the top, most successful thought leaders in the world, and I'll just name a few, obviously, Alan Weiss that you mentioned, perhaps uh, Marshall Goldsmith in coaching, and Seth Godin in marketing, uh, maybe Marcus Buckingham in um, performance, and uh, uh, David Allen on getting things done, and I could probably even mention uh, Jeffrey Gittimer in sales, right? Right. If you take a look at just some of these names that I just mentioned, one thing is obvious to me. They are all prolific publishers of amazing, remarkable content. And what also is obvious, they don't stop creating. It's almost positively overwhelming just by looking at, at their content and, and noticing what they're doing out there. Anywhere from articles to podcasts to videos to booklets to books to workshops. It's just amazing. So what's obvious to me, if for those of us and those of, you, of, of those uh, listening to the call right now, who aspire to strengthen their thought leadership and want to become a, a thought leader, it's obvious that they have to strengthen the content, and not just the content, but the remarkable content that they create. So one of the that, things of, of all those folks that you, that you mentioned, they're all creating content, and a lot of it is available at no charge, right? I mean, certainly you can pay to attend workshops or seminars or buy a book, but a lot of this is available on the web as well. That's exactly right. So you, you mentioned something actually very, very important. The way to attract a lot of the people out there is to offer a tremendous amount of value for free. So first give, and then you will possibly, hopefully, get. So my call to action to a lot of my clients and my suggestion to the listeners, put together great content in a free format that will attract people to you, and then also, of course, craft a lot of other content that's available for a fee. Uh, and the combination of, two, of those two will make the, the perfect impact on your target audience. Now, I know, of course, that people are going to ask, but would I be giving away all my secrets? How can I give this away for free? So I, I have to ask you that because I know people are, are worried about that. It's my intellectual property. If I put it out there, will someone copy it? How do you respond to that? 
I respond, put it all out there. The more the merrier, actually. And I realize there possibly is a fine line in someone's mind by giving it away, in my, uh, first of all, giving all my secrets away to my competitors and others. The point is this. People realize today that although they can read the book, they can read the article, the best way to accelerate their success is to work directly with you. Because if they get so much free value from you by virtue of reading your articles, reading your books, listening to your podcast and your video, they can only then imagine what it's going to be like to work with you personally or you're going to work with them one-on-one to accelerate their success. So my call to action, don't worry about it. Put it out there. And one more amazing phenomena then app happens, which is when you put great content out there, it actually forces you to constantly reinvent and come up with even better content. So the evolution of content is just amazing by putting it there and constantly improving what it is that you have. Cool. That's great. So in your book, Million Dollar Web Presence, you say if content is king, provocative content is the ace. So talk about that a little bit more. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of, of content out there. And, um, and a lot of it is, <laughs> what's the worst way I could stay uh, somewhat politically correct here, pr- pr- probably just a bunch of crap, but there's also a lot of great content out there. So it's not just, uh, I hear too many people saying, uh, just put the content out there, that, that's great, good enough. My suggestion for the listeners and for my clients, you've got to distinguish yourself from others by raising the bar big time on the content, make it provocative, make it remarkable. And let me just give you a couple of examples here. If many of my clients come to me or many of our prospective clients come to me, they want help with the website. And as soon as they say to me, Chad, can you help me with the website? My immediate reply to this, you're already thinking about it completely wrong. And of course, I shake them up for a brief moment here. What do you mean I'm thinking about it completely wrong? And my suggestion then to say, uh, what I say to them, rather than thinking about a website, why not start thinking about, first of all, what is the strategy of your business? How is technology going to complement the strategy? Then start to focus on what does the remarkable content that you have today and that you should create in the future looks like? What are the audios, the videos, or things like that that we already talked about? So first of all, once you define the content, the remarkable content, the website then becomes one of the vehicles, not the only, but one of the vehicles to deliver this great content to your target audience. So again, rather than thinking about a website, start thinking about strategy, remarkable content, and how to then deliver it. When people say to me, I'm thinking about partnering with a webmaster, Again, they're thinking about it completely wrong. Rather than thinking about a webmaster, why not focus on how to partner with an internet business strategies? And I'm, I'm using those examples just to distinguish between just simple statement out there to what I would refer to as provocative, remarkable, hopefully statement that will shake up the audience. And here's my simple benchmark, by the way. When I listen, read, or watch a piece of content, the first reaction that I would say is my reaction to this content, so what? I've heard something like that before, or is my reaction, wait a second, I've got to pause this. Uh, I I need to take some notes. This is good stuff. This is a simple benchmark, as I can suggest to the listener, not only when they listen and and review others' content, but when they create their own content, just put it to this simple benchmark. Is your audience going to say, so what? Or are they going to say, this is good stuff. I need to take some notes. And finally, just make sure that when you create your content, you want to make sure that you are helpful to your target audience, that your ideas are pragmatic, and they are provocative, that it will, say, it will force people to say, you know what, I never thought about it this way. Interesting, yeah. 
And, and I agree. And, and going back to your point about uh, starting with the website, I have the same thing. I have clients who come to me and say, I need a new website. And you know, it's, it's not where you start. You need to start from the strategy and you need to figure out what you want to say and then figure out how to, how to get it out there in the right, the right template or the right format. But you're right, it's kind of the tail wagging the dog if we start with the website and then figure out what's going to go on it afterwards. So exactly. give, given all this, you, you created this, this program called Digital Empire uh, Creation. And tell us a little bit about that. How did that kind of come together and what is a digital empire and why would I want to create one? <laughs> it's almost the ultimate of serendipity. I was in St. Lucia several years ago uh, attending a great uh, event with Alan Weiss and a group of uh, 10 other very, very successful entrepreneurs. When one of the members turned to me and said, you know what, Chad, you're great at asking us provocative questions, and I know you ask such questions of your clients. Why would you think about a way to partner with your clients and future clients and engage in some kind of a process that pulls out of their heads their knowledge, their wisdom, their expertise? And therefore, not only hopefully improving their business, but improving, of course, your business by doing so, and improving their client's business, and therefore, improving the world. And when I first heard this, it was kind of very warm and fuzzy, almost zen-like, and it completely resonated with me, and I loved the concept, I loved the message. The more I reflected, the more I thought about it, I realized there's something huge here because that actually has become the purpose of, I believe, of my business today. So it's not just in helping clients put together the technology, the strategy uh, to how to leverage the, the Internet and the web to grow their business, but primarily the powerful aspect of content, at which time I start to do it almost unknowingly with some of my clients, helping them tap into their heads, into their brains, and what I've come to realize at that time, all my clients have amazing wisdom inside their heads. They, they are just remarkable at their experiences, the knowledge that they can share with the, with the world. Yet almost all of them struggle with a way to easily pull the content out of their heads and then manifest it in a variety of formats, such as all we, we talked about, articles and position papers and podcasts. And not only the struggle with the process, but also the delivery mode of how to do it. And that's exactly when I decided to launch this new program a couple of years ago called the Digital Empire Creation, which then allows me to partner with my clients in a cause just such as this one, Linda, and then just pull out of their heads amazing content and record it either as an audio piece, which can then be transcribed to an article, or create a process visual on the fly, or if they show up to my studio, uh, my video studio, we, we just shoot some videos together. If you're up to it, I would love to do a quick little role play with you uh, that will just de demonstrate the power of this program. Are you okay with that? Sure, absolutely. Sounds so like here's this. Great. So let, let's just try this real quickly. Hopefully it goes well. If I were to ask you this question, what is a typical challenge that your clients are facing today? What, what comes to mind? My clients typically have too much they want to do and not enough of resources to do it. And resources could be money, but it could also be time. It could also be expertise. They don't have the right people on their staff to be able to launch a program, but they have wonderful ideas. There's no shortage of ideas, but they have too much they want to get done. Beautiful. So if I'm your potential client and I'm sitting in front of you and I say, Linda, uh, th there's not enough time for me to do what I need to do, and I'm really strapped for resources such as you mentioned, time, money, um, expertise. What are the top say three tips that comes to mind that you would recommend for them on the plane. I probably realize there are many that you would recommend. What are the top three that you would recommend? 
Well, let's see. So, so a couple of things that I would start out by, by saying is first, understanding your strategy, understand your audience. So who, what are we trying to accomplish here? What is, it, what is it that really constitutes success? So if we were sitting here, Chad, and a year from now you said to me, Linda, we had a really successful marketing program, what would we be, um, would, what would we be celebrating? So that would be number one, understanding what you really want to accomplish, which is not deliverables, but what we want to accomplish through the deliverables. Second is understanding the key audience, your customers, your target audience, what makes them tick, um, what, um, what, what are the things they're going to react to, uh, what they're used to, what they're looking for, if they're looking for a new solution, do they even know you're out there. So first, understanding your strategy, your objectives. The second is your, your um, target audience. And then the third, I think, is, is understanding um, what, you're, um, what you really can accomplish. So um, setting some goals and objectives you know, beyond the, the overall strategy, but setting some very specific goals and objectives that are doable. And they're stretch goals. You don't want to just set something very low just to say you can check it off. But what are the things we can do? And very often what I tell, <clears throat> excuse me, what I tell folks is to do things one or two things at a time. You may have seven or 10 or 12 things that you want to go accomplish this year, but let's not launch them all at once. Let's do them in a staggered fashion so we get one thing up and running that works well and we move on to the next. So that's what, I, if I had to pick three things, that would probably be the top three off the top of my head. Love it. And I don't have to admit, this is powerful stuff. I mean, great, great wisdom, great content, and great tips to, to use. So if we were in a session together, in a digital empire session, possibly over a call like this that we record, or maybe a Skype that we can record the audio as well, um, or in my video studio, I would simply ask you as a client now to reframe what you just, what you just said and it may sound something like this, and I would give you some opening or closing. We may even brainstorm a uh, powerful opening and closing. So I may say something like this. I'm oftentimes, oftentimes being asked, what is a typical challenge my clients are facing? And here's the one that jumps at me all the time. They all struggle with too much to do, but not enough time to do it. They're actually uh, they're strapped for resources such as time, money, and experiences. If this is the challenge that potentially you're facing today, here are three things that you may want to consider to help your business grow. Number one, you have to focus on the strategy first. Understand the strategy, the audience, and actually what success looks like. Once you identify this, or what's, once I help you identify this, the second thing you need to focus on is who your target audience. Uh, what makes them tick? Where are they the, the, geography-wise? And the third thing, is defines and come up with your goals and objective, I actually would suggest for you to actually come up with an action plan. So let me ask you this, as an entrepreneur, leader of your organization, what are you doing today to make sure that these challenges have evaporated and you're moving from a survival mode to thriving? Ah, how wonderful. That's fun. Isn't it? That's, that it's as simple great. as this. And, 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 and now the beautiful thing, by the way, we can start digging deeper into each one of the items you mentioned. So, for example, uh, at random, I'll pick up number two. You talked about target audience. Separately, I can ask you later on in front of the video camera, what are some of the best ways to identify the target audience? So I can pick out goals and objectives. Give me five tips about setting up my corporation business objectives. And the last thing, what is the myth? about strategy. And you know, you see, we can dive deeper and deeper and deeper, and great content comes out of you. That's wonderful. That's so much fun. And I think it's great to see how this kind of exercise, how this evolves and how you take that, um, which I hope will be helpful to those folks who are listening to this, to see how they can take what they think may be just the beginning of ideas for content, 
and turn that into very um, very effective and, and very powerful content that can be used in multiple ways. So, exactly. so tell me, um, Chad, just just one final question: How do you how do we leverage this content once we get this great content? What do we do with it? Great. So, so the key is, uh, what good is content if people are not using it, right? What good is content if we put it out there and our, our listener, our, our potential clients are not using it? So think about the double axis chart here for a brief moment here. And actually, that's um, uh, a process visual I just recently created, which is on my blog, chatbar.com. Uh, at the top, write the word content. On the left-hand side, write the word leverage. And what I would like you to do on the word, under the word content, if it's a double exercise, a double axis chart, put the words low on the right and high on the left underneath the word content, right? And then where leverage is, the top of leverage on the left-hand side is going to be high and the bottom is going to be low. So we have basically four quadrants, right? Mm -hmm. So the bottom right quadrant, which is low content, low leverage, meaning you're not using the content, you're not doing anything with it to get it to the hands of the buyer. I call it the empty suit. But there's no content, there's no leverage, nothing happens. It's kind of, there's no meat there, right? Uh, the left-hand side, where you have a lot of high content, great content, but you are not leveraging it well, I call it the best, you're the best kept secret. The top right, where you have low content or no content, and you're trying to, leveraging it well, to leverage it well, I call it the imposter syndrome, this, you know, or the con man, right? And then on the top left, high content, high leverage, that's where thought leadership is. So here are the few ideas I'm going to share with you very quickly, very rapidly, that hopefully will give your audience a way to leverage content effectively. For example, why not every day come up with three ideas very quickly that you can either tweet or you could possibly archive that you're going to do something with. So three ideas to benefit your clients. Number two, um, take, a, take one of those ideas a week and, and just develop an article from it, maybe even a podcast that then you can put on iTunes. Uh, interface it to iTunes, and maybe even a video that will end up on, on YouTube and on your, on your website. Share it on social media once you have the content out there, both the, tip, the tips or the tweets and, or, or the, the article and so on. Why not take a compilation of several videos together, say uh, 6, 8, 12, that make logical sense, and create an online video training that you can actually sell as a product? Repurpose some of your content. So if you have a great article, and I, I, I bet that you have a tremendous amount of great content sitting on your website from a year ago, from six months ago, the likelihood of someone showing up to your website today is not that likely that they're going to read it. So I always recommend to my clients, repurpose old content. Just add another idea to that content that you may have written two years ago or a year ago, and, and say today on your blog, in an article I've written a year ago, I've mentioned these points, and here's one more idea I want to share with you. And there's a whole list of this, and by the way, I believe that appears somewhere on my blog recently about how to leverage the content, which I encourage your visitor to go there and check it out. But I'm going to end up with one more thing here, what I call targeted value. And what I mean by targeted value, as you start to develop great content, so let's say you just wrote a piece of uh, an article today or you have a new, a new video. Why not think about some of your prospective clients or existing clients that, that what you're talking about in the article or the video can actually resolve their challenge. Then send them a private email and say, Linda, I was thinking about a conversation the other day. This is an article I've just created that I believe is going to help the challenge that you shared with me recently. I would love to get your feedback. How about Thursday at 10 when I'm going to also share with you two other ideas? What are they going to say? No, I don't want to hear the great ideas you share with me. 
those are some of the ideas of how you're going to leverage content. There are many others, but at least kind of quickly today, I want to share them with you. And of course, the kind of process visual that hopefully illustrate where thought leadership actually is. Thank you so much. That is wonderful, Chad. And and, and I think everyone listening is, is going to appreciate Chad is, is walking his talk here, which is providing a huge amount of value to us for free so that we can understand the, the value in working with him and the value of using content. And so that's absolutely wonderful. So thank you, Chad. We've been talking with Chad Barr, who's the president of Chad Barr's The Chad Barr Group. And if you'd like to see some of the stuff that Chad has been talking about, go to his blog, which is www.chadbarr, and that's C H A D. B-A-R-R with two R's dot com, and, uh, and you'll find lots of information there and lots of value. Thank you, Linda. Okay. Thank you. This is Linda Popke, and thank you for joining us uh, with Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, Contact us at www.leverage2market.com.